0: how to monetize your content. So, what if you could make money from the content that you create? Whether it's YouTube, Facebook posts, Instagram posts, or in this case, podcasting. So, some people say, well, I make content because I like it, it's my hobby. Uh, well, sure, but at the end of the day, we need to make money from it, right? Especially when we pour sweat and tears to produce good content. And if you are an entrepreneur or a business owner, then this episode is for you. So, today's guest is Kate Harrison. She specializes in content creation and content planning for Entrepreneurs on Fire, EO Fire. Okay, Uh, that's EO Fire podcast if you're not familiar with that. So, just check that out. Anyway, she is the engine at Entrepreneurs on Fire and a co-host of the podcast journal, idea to launch in 50 days her goal is to help entrepreneurs achieve financial and freestyle uh, and and lifestyle freedom (laughs) not freestyle but lifestyle freedom freedom yeah that is so cool so by the end of this episode you will discover why does the eo fire podcast have so many ads and sponsors the tiny little mistakes that cause content creator being broke okay Uh, this mistake will cause them to be broke and what to do about it. Okay. What to do instead? And then the third one is how to choose the right call to action to your content and get people to actually do it. You know, because we don't just want to put the CTA and not hoping people to, uh, do it, right? To act upon it. No, we, we want, we want our listeners, our audience to act. Right. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's the strategy that Kate will be sharing in this episode. And so much more. Okay. So, just a quick note here. This interview was held at 2 (laughs) a.m. 2 a.m. my time. So, my voice and the way I speak may be a bit weird. (laughs) May sound a bit weird. Okay. Because it was 2 (laughs) a.m. And that was the only option she gave me. So, I, I took it. I booked the time. Okay. Uh, i thought i could handle it but i but i i can't okay i couldn't i couldn't handle it so anyway i don't blame her i don't blame anyone i just you know just tell you this for just just a heads up okay just a heads up for you okay let's begin so here are the biggest questions when it comes to content marketing Why does the content that gets tons of likes and comments does not make more money than the one with a few likes? And why do some influencers with more than 10,000 followers are still broke while the ones with a few hundreds only make a fortune? And how come the content that is so good still cannot convince people to buy what the simplest one can? Well, today, people are obsessed with the number of followers, likes, and comments whenever they put out content. And the truth is, those things are what makes people broke. So how do these successful marketers create content that generates money? Those are the questions, and on this podcast, you'll find the answers. I'm your host, Ashraf, and you're listening to Content Marketing Haps. What is up, kid? Welcome to the Content Marketing Hacks Podcast. I'm so glad to have you here.
1: Yes, me too. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. So, you know, I've been looking for this interview for so long because I've been, you know, seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of your content recently. So, yeah. And it's been an honor for me to have you here. So.
1: <laughs> oh, thank so. you for that. I appreciate it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and uh anyway, so let's let's dive in, alright? So um you know, I, I remember you said that in uh you, you have a you you have your uh content production plan and you have all seven steps, right? And I I actually have a question in steps in step two. Uh you said that you you we need to have a goal in content production plan, right? And uh yeah. I when I listen to the entrepreneurs on fire podcast, uh, let's, that, let's just call it EO fire because that's easier. So <laughs> I listen to the EO fire podcast. Um, you know, you said that in Step two, we have to bring people somewhere, right? You have to, we have to bring people in, you know, whether it's about to take the lead magnet or to, to join your Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when I listen to the EO fire podcast, the, the, the goal i mean the cta the call to, to action is is i mean it's all over the place i mean, uh, there there's an episode uh that brings people to quantify there's an episode that brings people to clairview and it it brings people to other places rather than his own website so what 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 do you say about that
1: Yes, great question. Okay, so anything leading to an external source on the podcast, any of those calls to actions are sponsors of ours. So they're paying to advertise on our platform. And so we're sharing their product or service uh, with our audience. But in addition to those calls to action that you hear on the podcast, you will always hear John give a call to action to something of ours as well. So you might hear him talk about Quantify or HubSpot or some other product or service that has is sponsoring the episode, but you will also always hear him say, um, you know, if you're, if you're ready to create and launch your own podcast, check out freepodcastcourse.com, which is our funnel for Podcasters Paradise. So great question. Um, he's just introducing multiple calls to action. Some of them are for our sponsors and some of them are for us.
0: Mm-hmm. so uh, wh- when is it uh when is it that uh is it the right time to use that uh ads you know
1: uh the sponsorships
0: uh there, there's a yeah there's an episode that that br- just bring them to that uh, cta only so when's the right time to put that specific cta
1: Yes. So it, it's really about testing and knowing what works best for your audience. There is no one size fits all for where your sponsorship should go, how long they should be, where your call to action should be. Um, but if you watch trends and you know your listenership and how your audience behaves, then you'll start to recognize if you know, maybe you have a big drop off, um, mid episode, or maybe you have a big drop off where people never stay to the very, very end of your episode, in which case it would be smart for you to always have your call to action at the very start of your content. You know that people are engaged tuning in and listening at that point in time and that they're more likely to take action. So when it comes to podcasting content, just understanding how your audience behaves, and this would be looking at stats like how long people are listening, um, maybe knowing when they're listening, like are they driving in a car? Are they even going to be able to take action at that exact moment in time? Um, and that's why having things like a show notes page is great and having links and resources and references. Because if you know that your audience is listening always when they're doing something else... Chances of them stopping right then and there to actually take action on what you're asking them to do is probably pretty low, so having a home base for them to visit to be able to re recall or reference the things that you talked about like in a show notes page is a great idea.
0: Yeah, okay. So it all depends on the on the specific situation on uh where where the audience is, right?
1: Yes. So we do ours, we do sponsorships. We do a pre-roll, a mid-roll and a post-roll. So we do 15 seconds at the beginning of the episode, 60 seconds in the middle, and then another 15 seconds at the end. Our call to action for our stuff is at the end of the episode. So it's right in that 15 second spot where you might hear one of our sponsors and then you'll hear our call to action at the very end.
0: That's awesome. And, um, You know, I I, I kind of curious how did you come up with the w- with this content plan? You know, like can you um go through quickly the 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 step by step on how you produce the uh, content?
1: Yeah. So I mean, this was a question that we get asked a lot: is how do we produce so much content? And the the way that we produce as yeah. much content as we do is because we have that plan together. So I thought, well, why don't I put together Content that shares how we put together our content, then other people can, you know, <laughs> model and uh, you know, format it to fit their needs and work for them. So, what I did is I just sat down. And I asked myself, what are the steps we take every time we create a piece of content? And that included all the things like having an idea for the piece of content that you're going to create. As you mentioned, having making sure that your content has a goal. What do you want people to do as a result of listening or reading? or watching whatever it is that you're providing them. Then figuring out things like format and frequency. Do you want to do, you know, a video podcast or do you want to write a blog post? Is it going to be 30 mm-hmm. minutes long? Is it going to be a thousand words long? Um, so figuring out the length of your content is also important because that helps you create an outline or something that you can use repetitively. And then, of course, having things like... Um, your, the the outline for it, and then how you're going to publish it, the frequency of it. Is it going to be once a week? Is it going to be five times a week? Um, and being able to answer all these questions in your content plan is so important because your answers to those questions are what allow you to create a plan that you can either batch your content or very quickly and easily create content on a consistent and recurring basis. So that content plan I put together was meant to help other people not struggle so much with being able to create content and put it out there because we know that consistent content um, that's free and valuable that your audience can get on demand is what's going to help you grow an audience
0: wow i I love this step, step that you give there because you know um, it, it kind of flows smoothly from knowing the topic to Put the plan in place, right? It's, it's it actually goes smoothly, and I I, I never seen that's uh that smooth uh that that smoothness in, in the in the steps. But yeah, so why you know why do you think your con- your content production plan works? I mean how, why why is why is it work so well? And in terms of monetization, and you know uh, your your system allows you to travel to work one hour a day, so. How, why is it this works so well?
1: Yeah, I think that a lot of uh, what content creators come up against a lot, I think a, a block or a struggle for many people is that they're spending so much time in the creation of their content and all the steps that I just mentioned, that they never have time to work on creating a funnel or a paid product, or even a lot of the times people don't have time to promote the content that they create. And it's because they're spending so much time in it. They don't have any type of outline or system to follow, which is the content creation plan um, that would help them free up time so that they can work on other areas of their business so that they're not constantly feeling like they're on, uh, you know, hamster wheel, so to speak, uh, always trying to put out content. When you have a schedule in place and you're able to get ahead, say you have one month's worth of content that's already ready and scheduled, Just think of how much time that frees up for you that you're not there creating content working in your business that actually gives you time to work on your business, to have one-on-one conversations with your listeners or your readers to ask them what they're struggling with, to find out what types of products or services you might be able to create and offer them to actually start monetizing and generating revenue. So uh, I, that's why this content plan is so important. And that's why I think so many people are missing out on the monetization piece because they're spending all their time in the content creation when if they just had a plan and a system down so that they were creating content months in advance, then they have so much more time to work on those other areas of their business.
0: Mm. So when you said uh, when you said getting feedback from our listeners uh how exactly do do we get them to interact with us i mean if we you know if we do a podcast we don't we can't really get them uh you know uh, directly to to come to us mm-hmm. they you know if 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 they listen to the if they listen on spotify or on stitcher uh they don't really have a place to give a reviews right unless they Uh, unless if they listen on iTunes, then yeah, that's the only place where they can interact with us. So how do we get feedback from them?
1: Yeah, so this is a great call to action. It would be an awesome goal for your content. The goal just to be engaged with your audience. So even in a video conversation like we're having right now, your call to action could be, I would love to hear your biggest takeaway from today's episode. Reach out to me. Here's my email address. And all you have to do is shoot me an email, let me know what your biggest takeaway is, and I'd love to chat with you about today's episode. So your call to action doesn't always have to be leading people to download something or to join something. It could be just the engagement that you're looking for, and you can put a call to action like that in any piece of content. So if you think about also, anytime somebody reaches out to you via email, anytime somebody comments on a post that you have on social media, any interactions that are going on inside of like a private Facebook group, for example, all of those are opportunities for you to engage with people and to ask questions and to figure out what these recurring themes are that keep keep coming up for people. If you continue to get emails over and over and over again that uh, from multiple different people who are kind of expressing the same question or the same struggle, that's really great feedback for you. It might not necessarily... Feel in the moment like a engagement or a conversation with one of your listeners every single one of those is an opportunity to have that conversation
0: yeah i i actually remember uh about putting the cta uh to to the lead magnet right and Mm -hmm. i put it uh to to all the 30 episodes and no one really reached out to no one really go to the to the lead magnet but once i changed to the to go to the to my Facebook profile, I I got two of them. Two of them reach out to me saying, Hey, that's that's a good podcast. So it kinda took me thirty episodes to get two listeners to reach out to me. So yeah. Yes, but that's, that, that's... great.
1: I mean that's the power of testing out different things because you never know, right? It might be that uh, that that lead magnet wasn't something that your listeners felt like they needed, but when they saw that they had the opportunity to interact with you and and uh, connect with you on Facebook, like they took that opportunity. So that's wonderful. You have to always be trying new things because what works for me might not work for you, might not work for somebody else who's listening.
0: Hmm. So what works for you before? I mean is it the CTA. Well, uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Something that works really well for us um, that leads into one of our biggest paid courses is a free course. So we have a call to action on uh, many of our episodes and a lot of our content. We post on social media about it often. We talk about it in interviews that we're on. We have what's called free podcast course. This is a completely free five video course that all you have to do is opt in and you get access to all five videos where John is teaching you how to create and launch your podcast, And that free course is very, very attractive to our audience because we created it because they told us they needed it. So we had a lot oh. of people reaching out to us saying, I really want to create a podcast. I just don't know where to start. And so once we heard that over and over and over again, we thought, well, we could teach people how to create a podcast So we created this free course and that's one of our um, best converting free opt-ins that leads to one of our paid courses. Because after somebody goes through free podcast course, we share with them what Podcasters Paradise is, which is our paid community and membership on how to create, grow and monetize your podcast. So you had mentioned earlier about uh, like a goal that would take someone on a journey and like lead them to where you want them to go that where you know that because of the engagement the research you've done you know how you can help them because you know what their biggest struggle is so how do you get them there for us that's bringing them to free podcast course and then introducing them to podcasters paradise
0: yeah I, I like how smart it is because you know the the free podcast course is a podcast so podcast listeners listen to podcasts, right? So yeah, yeah, that, that that's yeah. really smart. <laughs> I like that. And uh, so that works for you. So uh, what 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 didn't work for you before?
1: Um, I mean, we've had a lot of opt-in downloads um, and things that we put out there. That uh, we've done quizzes in the past. We've never really gained a ton of traction with doing quizzes or, um, yeah, quizzes and. I mean, we've had just like PDF downloads before that just haven't really converted as well as some of our other offers. Mm-hmm. We've thrown so much stuff out there and had so many opportunities out there. Um, but again, that's going back to, you know, you just test, 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 test until you find something that works. And for us, you know, a lot of those offers that we thought were going to work really well just didn't convert as well as others. So... Yeah, I mean, some of it, we have a an opt-in that's the top resources from today's top entrepreneurs. People love that download. They want to know what top entrepreneurs are using as their resources for online, uh, for managing their online business. Uh, on the other hand, we had one that was, uh, I think it, it was around, um, like, how much does it cost to start a podcast, which we thought was going to be a very attractive download for people. Not very many people wanted to download that. So it's all just about putting Mm. it out there and and taking those numbers as feedback.
0: Wow. (laughs) And, um, you know, how do you how do you know that's what people want? Do you just put out there and just hoping that people will just click it? Or you would ask uh, people first before creating it?
1: Yeah. I mean, if it's just an opt-in or a download, usually we get the idea to create those based on feedback that we have heard. So how much does it start to cost to start a podcast was a question that we got from quite a few people. It was something that we had heard, uh, multiple times. And, um, mm-hmm. also through SEO research, we knew that it was something that people were searching for as well. Um, but for whatever reason, people just were not downloading that. So. You can sometimes go off from the feedback that you're getting and maybe it's not going to work. Maybe we weren't marketing it the right way. You know, there are multiple like issues that could be going on if if you have an offer that's either not being downloaded or um, people aren't taking that offer. Um, And for us. That was just one more way for us to get people into free podcast course. And so we just decided to cut it completely versus, you know, maybe find another way to market it or a different audience to market to. We said, let's just put all of our attention to free podcast course and not try and introduce any other um, entry points. And that worked really well for us to just focus on one thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, that's actually powerful. I actually want to do the podcast course after I mean not the podcast course, but a course in a podcast. Is mm-hmm. that is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um you know what what I realized uh in, in what I notice in EO5 podcasts is that um if there is a specific event, uh like like promoting knowledge bro- broker blueprint or promoting a book There will be a specific CTA to that event, right? But Mm -hmm. if there is none, that means the episode is just uh, brings people to the to to the ads. So you know what what's the what's actually the point of having all this interview if it only brings people to other people's stuff?
1: Because that's us creating know, like, and trust with people, with our audience. We're bringing them valuable content by way of these interviews. And if they want to be introduced to that person's product, service, course, if that's what's going to help them in their business, then that's awesome. That's why mm-hmm. we do what we do is to help people in their business. So whether they're going to take a course from somebody who we have on the podcast or maybe just listen to the interview and be inspired or get a great idea. That's, um, you know, it's our platform that they're going to to listen to that. And so people remember, oh, I heard that on EO Fire or, oh, John Lee Dumas is the one that does an interview every single day. I listen to it all the time because it gives me inspiration and motivation and That's how you build, you know, a brand and know, like, and trust, right? So that when people do decide that they want to start a podcast or when John launches a book, then we already have all of that, uh, you know, trust and value built up with people for providing this for so long. So the podcast is really what can create um, so much affinity with your audience because you you create the content and bring the content and the interviews and the value to them to help them in their business, whether they come back to you in a year or mm-hmm. five years, or they just stay a listener. Um, we're creating that content to help them in their business.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, okay, so we, okay, so you create a podcast that way to build like trust and, and a relationship with their guests, and uh, with with the new listeners. And, uh, you know, if someone uh, follow all of the steps that you mentioned, uh, you know, all those seven steps, and if it still doesn't work, w- what do you think the, the mistake
1: is? Either the, the individual doesn't know who their ideal audience member is, their avatar, or they are not niche enough. So those are always the two issues that i see um if somebody's having a struggle getting past like the audience growth stage it's either because they're talking to the wrong people or they are saying the wrong message to the wrong people
0: wow so how do we how do we get the right message to the right people
1: uh, you have to know who your avatar is and that goes back to what your topic is. So if I, I'm going to help you make money by becoming a Instagram influencer, then you have niched your audience down so far that you know exactly what content to provide them and they know that they are definitely in the right place. But for just helping people monetize their business, It's you'll never if you try and talk to everyone, you talk to no one and that's trying to talk to everyone. So that's your niche. If you're not niched down, it's going to be very difficult to to even know what message to say because you're, Mm -hmm. you're too wide of a net. Right. In terms of your avatar, it's figuring out who's the one person that you're trying to help. And what is their specific struggle? If you don't know, if we didn't know that our audience wanted to learn how to podcast, we never would have come up with the idea to create Podcasters Paradise because we knew who we were serving and we knew that our audience wanted to learn how to podcast that enabled us to create that community But if we didn't know that our audience was podcasters or that they wanted to become podcasters, we never would have been able to create that. So that's having one-on-one conversations with your listeners. That's understanding intimately what their pain points are and where they are right now versus where they want to be. That's the gap that you need to create the bridge for. So if you have 15 conversations with 15 people from your audience, What are the common themes that they're saying is a struggle for them and what commonalities Mm -hmm. do they have and how can you use that information to help inform the content you're creating, the offers you're creating. Um, And yeah, the the content that you're putting out there is that's what's going to attract more of those people when you know who you're talking to and you have a very specific niche.
0: Right. So when is the, the right time to ask for the sale? For, to to sell the the audience,
1: I that's kind of a <laughs> a broad question. Oh, um, okay. Well, it I mean, the right time to ask for the sale is when you're confident that you have the solution to your avatar's biggest struggle. If mm. you feel that you have the answer for them, then that is the time to be able to provide it to them.
0: Yeah. All right. So and to I make think that are- offer. Yeah, I think you are almost on off time here, <laughs> right? Yes. Okay, uh, so what's the final takeaway that our listeners can really get from a chat here?
1: Put together a content creation plan. It will help you in massive ways to get out of working in your business and be able to start asking yourselves all the questions that we talked about today, like, your um, offers and and um, try asking for the sale and all of these things none of that will work until you have an audience to make that offer to and the way to build an audience is to create consistent content so having that content creation plan is um key
0: okay awesome so when can people find more about you and learn more from you
1: yeah everything we do is over at eofire.com
0: all right cool So, uh, Kate, thank you for sharing your ideas and insight with us. Really happy to have you here.
1: Yes. Thank you so much. It was great to be here.
0: All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Kate Erickson. So if you want to learn more about Kate, visit eofire.com. Okay. And if you like to discover how six figures and seven figure podcasters make money from podcasting, you can check that out at podcastforprofitsummit.com. And yes, it's a virtual summit that I did in September. And this summit will walk you through the strategies to make your first cash or net cash on demand just by doing podcasts. Okay, sounds amazing, right? And I can assure you that it will be the greatest summit you will ever attend. So check that out and visit podcastforprofitsummit.com. And if you, if you don't know the spelling, uh, it will be in the description, okay? So, grab with your cat and enjoy the summit. If you want to get people to buy your offer, no matter how much it costs, keep listening. The reason why entrepreneurs could not sell their offer is because they target the wrong customer and even if they get it right, they still don't know how to sell it, right? So... I put together an ebook. It shows you a step by step process on how to target the right customer, create a sales message to attract them, and get them to buy your stuff. Amazing, right? So, if this is something you are looking for, you can grab it at bit.ly forward slash perfect client ebook. Again, that's bit.ly forward slash perfect client ebook. And if you don't know the spelling, the link is in the description below. Grab it now.